0: Hey everyone, Josh here in a rare rotation on editing duties this week. Back at the end of November, we set up a voicemail box and asked our subscribers on Patreon to let us know what the show has meant for them this year. I took those voicemails, pulled the clips you most wanted to hear, plus a few favorites of my own, and put it all together. If you're a long-time listener, I hope you enjoy this trip down memory lane. And if you're new here, enjoy the bits. Good luck.
1: So many possible.
0: Thanks for calling the Worst of All Possible Hotline. Please leave a message, including your name and your story.
2: Thanks. Hi, Worst of All Possible Worlds podcast. Um, my name is Aisha, and I've been listening since kind of towards the beginning, and I don't really have a specific uh, moment in mind. I just wanted to say that I didn't know that I had as much uh, religious trauma to unpack until i started listening to your show and now i do but that's good uh i love to unpack trauma so um i really appreciate that uh everything you guys are doing and uh keep it up happy new year
3: bye um i'm (laughs) gonna yes connie Connie touches the cloak let's hear it yeah
1: suddenly i'm beginning to feel very
0: warm
4: oh connie
0: no really we're I think it's because of this cloth.
4: I think it's because you're leaning up against the hot plate. Oh, oh. Now here, here. Oh, oh god. I'm take the cloth before you hurt yourself. But um And
3: then um, she
0: touches it again and she comes.
1: Wow. <laughs> it's just like everyone in town is really wanting to whiff what is apparently just Jesus' taint holder and I right. don't Wow. <laughs> yeah.
3: <Whoa>. Um <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, AJ, I just Hmm. D- yeah. Do Have you encountered someone in your life who needs their taint to be
1: held? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just flopping all around down there. You know, you gotta you gotta have some way to support it. A floppy I- taint? Yeah, yeah. I, I, this taint? is a problem. Everyone has a floppy taint, right? This is a problem everyone has. Hmm. Uh, can our guest weigh in on this, uh, Nate? What do you think?
3: I mean, I don't think I would wear a robe if I wanted to keep my floppy taint
1: held.
5: <laughs> I think
3: there's other you garments flopping around in the breeze yeah, yeah. if you wear a robe. If you're yeah. like, I want it to flop. Okay, I want okay. the breeze on my on my long low taint. <laughs> okay, so yeah. robe is what I'm going for. No, um, yeah, no, it's between here's, your knees. Here's, like here's, my, here's my issue, Nate. Um, you you took issue with this with 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 the the taint situation. But your problem was just about robes. My, where, where, uh, my angle from this—maybe mm-hmm. this is upbringing. I don't know. Go is I, 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 the taint. The taint is what stands my, out to me.
0: Mine isn't personally floppy. I only speaking for no. myself. No, well, you're wearing robes. F- so yeah. obviously, <laughs> they're not
3: yeah, you're right. very, very fully supported.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, I, it's just it's bapping between your knees like pong. You know. Right. Uh,
3: right. I don't. Th- it's not. It, it's not though. I, I, I'm pretty certain. It's. It's kind of. It's quite firm. It's. It's. You know. It's. No. It's I think Nate and I are in agreement. There. You
1: have uh, the weird taint here. Okay. Uh, to, well. quote,
0: to quote a famous episode of Mister Show, it's insane. This guy's
1: tan. <laughs> <laughs> Hi babes. My
5: name is Cody. I live in Chicago, and I just wanted to say how. Uh, delightful with endless summer has been for me this last year as somebody who grew up as an evangelical Baptist and is now like gay and transsexual and a leftist. Uh, I still have like a morbid fascination with sort of the, the politics that I grew up around and in and with endless summer and like y'all's coverage of Adventures in Odyssey has been so, so cool to like <laughs> listen to clips and have like, you know, that deep brain memory of like, oh, I've heard this before, but I, you know, I was 10 or 12 and listening to a CD on a boombox and didn't really understand what was happening during like the abortion episode and stuff like that um so yeah it's been it's been cool, like realizing that like this thing that sometimes i 'll reference around my friends and nobody ever knows what i'm talking about there are people who know what i'm talking about uh and it's also cool to know that like Eugene Meltzner is still I think one of the greatest characters ever written. I still get an absolute kick out of him um but yeah it has been so cool listening to you all over this year, and I hope you have a great twenty twenty
0: three this episode makes very, very clear Jesus. that wit is not just wealthy he's also connected.
1: There's this huge like sort of contradictory thing about him right because he says at one point why would somebody burgle me I don't have anything anyone would want to steal and it's like he is simultaneously this rich. You have
3: a laptop in
1: 1991. Yeah he's like this rich like land owning gentry class who's also just like I'm just a simple country folk and it's like no yeah. you're not you you work for the DOD Which, like the I weapons think manufacturer. speaks
3: very well to the evangelical Identity too mm. Right
4: Like oh I'm just a Simple little Country
0: boy The base model
4: I just... don't know
3: What that was it, That that was like A pinky thing um, Hello, It just I'm changed just, I'm through. just
1: a Little country I'm boy I'm just a boy I'm so tiny Somebody pick me up And put me in a pocket God damn it
0: <laughs> Just to be very clear About this I wanted to let you guys know Again, the PowerBook 100, the first mass-market laptop, was created by Apple and released Mm -hmm. to consumers in October of 1991 for the retail price of 2,500 United States dollars. That's a lot of money. That's for the base model, and that is real goddamn
3: money. That's like five thousand in today's money.
0: Yeah, uh, forty yeah, like 4,800 bucks. So it had a nine-inch monochrome LCD panel. Okay, you could have two megabytes of random access memory. Which could, which could be expandable up to eight, a whopping Whoa. eight megs of RAM.
1: Oh, tell me more about that RAM. Mm. Ran a
0: Motorola 68000 processor, came oh, with yeah. a 20 mm. megabyte hard drive, mm. 5.1 pounds. Oh, that's too big for me, the tiniest country
1: boy. <laughs> God damn it. I could never even lift up the lid, I'm so tiny, but I could jump on the keys one at a time. Oh, look at me go, writing a whole novel with my feet. <laughs> This is the new guy? <laughs> this is the newest guy. He's the smallest little <laughs> <old> guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you know Ulysses was originally smuggled into the United States over the Great Lakes? It first appeared in Chicago. I wouldn't know though. That book is too big for me, <laughs> the tiniest country boy.
0: So this episode of Adventures in Odyssey then wraps up with. Uh, I, I love, I love that you can
3: bring in the James Joyce facts. It's very. That's, 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 that's all I got.
5: Yo, this is Rosie Armstrong
2: and. My favorite part of the show was subjecting y'all to watch Ain't No Safeway by Michael uh, Sweet. Which, by the way, after listening to Pamela Has a Problem, I'm pretty certain that that girl at the beginning of that music video who's offering the condom is the same voice actor as the one in the abortion clinic. Um But, you know, it's no big deal. It's all right. It's fine that I had to subject you to that shit. Uh, but seriously, though, guys... Love that, um, I've been able to use humor and you, you guys have been able to give that gift of humor to me, um, in order for a bunch of my own healing from my past and religious trauma. So thanks y'all for that.
1: Okay, bye. He also keeps insisting that there's no safe way anymore as if there was <laughs> once upon a time. Look, once we
3: got right. rid of sheep intestines, <laughs> uh, yeah. it went out the window. <laughs> Leather satchels that you tie off behind your testicles.
2: Big oil, plastic.
3: Cloths
0: that can support your supple taint. Um, is that's this a maybe a reference to uh, original sin? Like the idea being that once Adam and Eve sinned, that was when STDs also oh, happened. right.
1: Because they could bang all the time in right. the garden and nothing right. yeah, They fucked all the animals. Right. right. Yeah, <laughs> if they you know this. once.
3: <laughs> they fucked the trees. You, can, you <laughs> could actually fuck the tree. That's what got them in trouble. They were banging the tree and then the, the serpent was life. like, hey.
0: Yeah, that's why they call it the tree of life. It sucks you off. Oh, yeah. Yay. We haven't
3: done one of those in a while. I
2: know. I was saving one, but Uh, I I, I had it in my brain, but I didn't know where to place it.
6: Hey, it's Aaron. I heard a sample of your Alan Wake episode while I was working in the Middle East over the summer, and I immediately knew I had to hear you do your Alan Wake voice for as long as I possibly could. Um, I've been a huge fan ever since. I think your sketches are some of my very favorite work that you've done. Um, and I guess it all comes together when it's specifically, uh, I am obsessed with the average New Mexican man and your sketch around that, like, has haunted me for months now. Uh, in particular, I find myself actively quoting saying, no man can be in two states at once. Love you boys. Keep it up. I can't wait to see what other stuff you're going to piss me off with. Cheers.
5: Hi, Worst of All Possible lads. I'm the Worst of All Possible Maddie's.
6: And I'm the Worst of All Possible Kevin. A
2: moment we both had to immediately rewind and listen to again was AJ's metamorphosis from uh, average New Mexican to average Texan. Your ad spots do some serious overtime for a weekly podcast. We really
4: don't know how you keep it up. It's a great podcast.
2: And it sucks you off.
4: Well, hearty listeners. It's me, your average New Mexico man. Do you like the Southwest? Do you like your heat dry? Do you like chilies and wish they were in every food? Well, then you should also become an average New Mexico man. Enjoy all the perks of New Mexico, from its great red mesas to its vast sea of white gypsum sands. New Mexico is the perfect place to live. If you love answering questions about the hit AMC show, Breaking Bad, did you know Bryan Cranston got that pizza on the roof in one take? Well, prepare to hear about it forever. So become an average New Mexico man today. So you, too, can drive on fractured remnants of Route 66 on your way to your job at the unmarked industrial complex, surrounded by nothing for miles. But when the time comes to turn onto the dirt road, you'll go right instead, taking the on-ramp to I-40. You'll just keep driving. You don't know why. Just that your foot has become lead and the speedometer keeps ticking up and you'll drive and drive, swerving in and out of traffic. Today will be the day you think today will be the day you escape, and as you see the Welcome to Texas sign getting ever closer, tears will start pouring down your face. You've always been an average New Mexico man. Maybe now you'll be something more. An average multi-state person. But as you cross the threshold into Texas, your body will start convulsing. Your very being will start to unravel. Come undone. Split. Until your old body will lie there. Like a cocoon left behind by a butterfly. And in your place will be... An average Texas man. You stupid man. You thought you could be in two states at once, but you
6: will only ever be one thing.
4: So come marvel at the beauty of the natural world and keep an unconcealed firearm on you at all times. Because you don't need a license to do so. An average New Mexico man.
6: What are you gonna do? Live in Arizona. Hi, my name is Bacon and uh this is my first uh worst of all possible worlds uh world uh working, uh what's that thing called Freaking, uh, I don't know, man. Fuck the Dutch. That's so all. I'm, I'm filled with so much rage at the Dutch that my brain can't even process it. It's like, it's like I'm living in a reality
7: where we're all controlled by the goddamn Dutch. Hi, I'm Tove Ziderveen, Um, a very Dutch name. Uh, I am a trans woman living in East Michigan, but who, like Josh, grew up in a small town. Between Kalamazoo and Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, in a very conservative uh, Baptist family. Um, I found this show through Scott Benson's tweet on Castles and Cauldrons, and uh, my family is so anti occult that they wouldn't even let us listen to that show. But uh, Odyssey was the show that we listened to as a kid. In fact, I was probably listening to The Mortal Coil as a five year old um, when I became deathly afraid of hell, and then converted to Christianity, which obviously I've deconverted since. Um, so Odyssey is the kind of thing that uh, not only informs, but it is the content and the background of my childhood. Listening to the show has helped me, or it's it's proved just how much of an unconscious influence that show had on who I was and how I developed uh, there most of the episodes that you listen to I have very distinct uh audio memories that are <laughs> reintroduced to my system uh whenever I listen to you talk about Odyssey. So it's a terrible show. It's also a very entertaining show and um it was used by people who wanted to brainwash their children into accepting uh the same lesson they did and because they thought it was for the best and Um, It's very comforting to have people who understand what that was like and have come out of it in the same way that I have, and are able to make jokes about it and and re-experience those weird feelings and move past them and bury them. So I'm very grateful that the show exists and that I can laugh about how absurd John Avery Whitaker is or just all the weird, quirky things about Odyssey. I wish you all the success in the world with the show and. Uh, I can't wait for more fancy movie time. Um, Good luck, y'all. Thanks. Bye.
3: So Eugene experiences this.
6: What happened, Eugene?
4: It it was the most horrifying thing I've ever experienced. I've never felt such loneliness or isolation. It was as though I were completely separated from everyone and everything. Completely and thoroughly alone. Not like I was off by myself somewhere, but, but as though I were non-existent in a dark void of solitude. <laughs> I was alone, Connie, utterly alone in a in a burning blackness, and I've had nothing but nightmares since then.
3: So the music is a little—it kind of undercuts a bit. It's a bit it a much. Bit, they, if, if they had no Will, music under this, yeah. Oh man, Will Ryan's performance. I mean, imagine being
0: a little kid and hearing this. This is uh, Josh time now. This episode traumatized me. This description of hell is one of the things that has stuck with me the most about sort of how I think about the eschatology of the afterlife, which Mm. isn't to say that I necessarily believe it anymore. But Mm -hmm. uh, a part of my subconscious does and always will, because uh, as a kid, I heard this. And the idea here is that the kids who are listening to this are already going to be Christian. So, you know, this is nothing that they would ever have to, that we would ever have to worry about. We're saved. We're going to go mm. to heaven like Wit. We're not going to go to hell like Eugene. But, boy, howdy, is this something terrifying to put into a yeah. kid's program. And I, I remember yeah.
3: it thoroughly. It's like how uh, on this show we we talked about an, um, an old movie from the 70s called A Thief in the Night about the rapture. Yeah and how it traumatized a whole swath of baby boomers who already believed in the Lord, worried that they were not going to get raptured and they were going to get stuck Aww. in this horrible apocalyptic boomers. world. That's so I know, funny. right? <laughs> All
0: left alone. Aww. And it's funny, and too, because if you see the movie, it, then it, and how cheesy it is, oh, you'll really so be good. like, "Oh, boomers, because yeah. it's just so...
3: This was my thief in the night. Yeah, yeah. this was like... Because the, the idea of, like, hell is like, it's on fire. yeah. Eh,
0: this is so okay. much worse. You, yeah, you'd it's get like used it's pretty bad. At a but this point. is
3: like, hey kids, you know how you feel when you're at Sears and your parents have accidentally like left you behind? Mm-hmm. What if it was that forever, and then someone turned the lights off at Sears, and then you could never leave Sears? Yep, a
1: Sears is a, certainly one type of hell.
2: Hello, the worst of all possible: Aj's, Brian's, and Josh's. This is Spencer Neil Campbell. I'm 23, and I am a patron, and I <laughs> – fuck. Uh Keep that in. And I come from the beautiful country of Humboldt County, Northern California. Anyways, uh, I discovered you guys last year back in um September 2021. I'm a massive fan of Night in the Woods, and so I came I, – I discovered you guys through Scott Benson in the uh, Castles and Cauldrons episode, which is also how I discovered – the horrifying world of Adventures in Odyssey, Jesus fucking Christ, that whole town is basically Redding, California, let's be real. But anyways, I came for the Scott Benson, I stayed for you three, and then I became a patron uh, earlier this year, and I just, I fucking love you guys. You guys kind of honestly make this massive fucked up country make some semblance of sense, or not really, You just, you're just kind of like a lifeline in a way where it's like, oh, everything's going to shit, look at all this shit, let's laugh at it. Because of that, one of my favorite episodes that I keep listening to is the Dear Evan Hansen episode, especially AJ's song right there. AJ, you're a beautiful singer. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And my favorite part of the show is actually from. <laughs> this ties in. It, it's um, uh, the Kenneth Branagh Hamlet episode, and it's at timestamp one hour and fifteen seconds. And Brian, I'm so sorry to bring this up to you again, but. It's the train song. It's the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Anyways, you guys are amazing. Love the show. Love the guests. Love everything.
3: Godspeed. (laughs) Uh, These men are actually not riding on a steam train. It is a diesel-powered train. And I found out. I was like, did they go to that rail yard from the Avengers? No. Yeah. This is on the grounds of that castle.
1: They just this, found that? Just, it was sitting there,
3: so they decided to use it. So, you know what? That's that's good. That's spontan-
1: spontaneity. That's really... Um, uh, Brian, that's actually really interesting because I, because you texted me while watching the movie being like, are we going to yeah. talk about the train? And I said, why? And you said, that's my question. Why well, you this train? Been, you had
3: been watching special features, and I was like, did yeah. anyone mention
1: the train? Because this is fucking weird. Well, here's <laughs> they, the thing. They just show up on a tiny train. It's, it's, it's really baffling to me because you've provided that explanation of it they just found it on the grounds <laughs> and i actually found completely different intel about why they use the train um and it was because there was actually believe it or not a thing that brana cut from hamlet from this movie okay. okay um it was a musical number and it turns out that i found the lyrics to it and i'd like to uh recreate it for you now if i could Rosencrantz and Gildenstern the bros of the railway terrain There's a whisper down the line at 11.39 as Kenneth Branagh holds in a fart, saying Rosen Where is Rosen? He's probably out there frozen on the tundra where the train won't start. And as for gentle Gildenstern, he'll just have to wait his turn, even though I consider him a mensch. Cause while Hamlet can't stop speaking, the two of us are sneaking round the parapets a week and French Rose and Kilton Stern I mean you get it right? Do you get the song? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired.
3: <laughs> I told you Cats is coming
1: back. Again. I shot my shot. I I. I Why it would
3: up- I know a song from Cats. <laughs> Hey there, you are listening to a preview of a premium episode of The Worst of All Possible Worlds. If you'd like to listen to the rest of this, head on over to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash worstofall, and you can listen to not only the rest of this episode, but our entire backlog of premium episodes, bonus episodes, and if you subscribe at the $10 tier, you will get an extra episode of the podcast every single month. Again, that is patreon.com slash worstofall. Hope to see you there.